All right, there we are. I think I've got it. Venerable, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, we're all set then. (laughs) Oh, well, good evening to each person on the line, those who are present and those who will listen in the future. May the seed of wisdom potential within everyone, each of us, and even those beyond all horizons, may this wisdom potential flourish and grow and come forward as ever more skillful methods of wisdom, activity, and joy. We are in a time of opportunity. Each moment it gives us the opportunity to recognize how precious it is the gift of the human life. And uh, we have for this month's discussion expansive awareness and communication. How does one activate lucid awareness, revealing heaven and earth meeting within your heart? Lucid awareness, wisdom, the natural state, the wind that gives rise to all appearances. It is within everyone. Revealing heaven and earth is to know that the ideal of awakened activity of family, clans, nations, all beings uh, working cooperatively, that that potential is also within our hearts because ultimately we have each arisen from that one great energy. We can call it primordial wisdom. We can call it light. We can call it space. We are all united in a dynamic dance of interactive ripples, ripples of our thoughts, our words, carried on the wave becoming the appearances that we accept as our reality. Understanding the power of our words is the first step 
unraveling the threads that may obscure one's direct perception of that natural wisdom state. In terms of uh, healing and uh, mental healing, it is to know that the contrived thoughts that have arisen from our view, our wanting this or that or not wanting this or that, that uh, through the senses we communicate, we make opinions, we give value to or take value from. And these are indeed but uh, thought forms that are carried on the wave of our natural pristine state. When we think the appearance is the only reality and we do not experience directly within our own hearts that there is a resonance in our consciousness in the field, we are one. What does it mean, resonance? That there is a vibration of our galaxy, there is the pulse beat of our earth, and there are the pulses of the healthy body. The winds that carry our thoughts, they become, in a sense, the pathways for the elements to be expressed in our lives and, most importantly, in our body-mind health. So understanding uh, this wind and leaping upon the horse, the wind horse, that is, then we begin to rein in the projections of our minds. I would like to read to you just a short paragraph. It's from the Tibetan Buddhist Medicine and Psychiatry, The Diamond Healing, and uh, translated, I believe, by Terry Clifford, published by the Aquarian Press from Wellenborough, Northamptonshire. The absolute sigli is pervasive. It represents the Buddha nature and exists within all the subtle pathways, airs, and essences. It is the great sigli, which is the same as the absolute Bodhi mind, as was said by Lama Mithram. Within the extraordinary veins, air and sigli, which are the essence of the awakened wisdom Vajra body and originating simultaneously with them from the beginning. Like camphor and the smell of camphor is the great Zikli. It is the self-illuminating, changeless, stainless, the enlightened mind, unpolluted, great bliss, and self-arisen primordial wisdom. So it is within us, this great wisdom. And so the practitioner begins to peel away 
the concepts of I, them, and us, and observes the ways in which our thought, word, and action have given rise to certain results, which in a sense we refer to as karma. And these results, they can be uh, pacified to reveal and to purified to uh, condense the elixir of wisdom mind that is within each of us. So to activate wisdom, to purify and release the blocks to lucid awareness, is first to understand that the appearances of suffering, even when we may be hit with a stick, the suffering and the response to the suffering is also within us. So in this view, we do not uh, place blame on an outside force. The other's behavior cannot touch that seed of wisdom potential. I think we have seen it demonstrated recently with a young girl named Mala who was committed to education and even after standing at death's door, her commitment to uh, living as a, a free being is unwavering. And in a sense, it is for each of us to generate that intention to liberate ourselves from the confines of confinement of reactive mind. And we do this first by taking responsibility for our responses to situations arising. One can be um, hypnotized by the appearance outside and become very involved in arguing for or against. And it is wise to still our own heart and mind and not to leap out into the fray to sit in the light and analyze our own response and to energize the ideals we wish to see accomplished. So to activate lucid awareness, to reveal that seed of awakened mind within, to know that in this very moment, heaven and earth meet the ideal, or we could say, Nirvana and samsara are inseparable because the very seed of that awakened state permeates the field. So to purify and release the blocks to lucid awareness, we first look at our heart. Are we holding resentment? Do we have fear? 
when there is resentment towards another, consider the ways in which you become stronger by learning to clearly state your intention of good relationship. When it appears that uh, the well is dry, consider that deep within the earth, just as deep within our own consciousness, is the boundless wisdom and the potential to manifest and bring forth all that is good. When we think of the idea of a jubilee and the Judeo-Christian concept, this ideal of jubilee is actually based upon a dance of recognition of resonance with star systems. In this case, speaking of the star system Sirius. So every 60 or 72 years, people have a new beginning and uh, another system uh, arises. So this time of jubilee is uh, forgiveness of debts. And that means we can forgive ourselves and others for what might have been, could have been, should have been. And we, in every moment, have the opportunity to restore that place of openness and natural balance. So in our relationship, the forgiveness energy is important for giving ourselves and others for misspoken words, for harmful actions, and beginning anew with the understanding that we're all relatives and that from this moment on, we dedicate our lives to actualizing that wisdom potential and acquiring and manifesting the skills that we may also bring family, friends, co-workers, others to the shore of understanding. So how do these blocks express themselves Um, in terms of uh, inner medicine? The blocks are expressed as uh, stagnation, too much heat, not enough heat, too much water, not enough water. So what is the water? It is pristine awareness. It is also emotions that are um, wild, like a waterfall. And this wild waterfall also reaches a pool of quiet reflection when we observe unwaveringly our mind's expression and our emotions. Some say that emotions are hidden Yet the wise practitioner and the healing practitioner know that the emotions, 
while one may think they're hidden, are expressed in the way the air, the water, fire, sound, earth move through our bodies. And the emotion of, say, withholding love or feeling there's not enough time or not enough ability, uh, this can stifle the earth element and one's relationship with the dance of regeneration and uh, accessing the wealth and riches of the universe, which are within us. And through reflection and resonance and skillful activity also appear around us and benefit many. So in shamanic traditions, people understand that there are sounds and harmonies. In Mahayana and Vajrayana Buddhism, it is clear that mantras, sounds, and harmonies also may pacify the inner conflict, that is, the conflict of your ordinary view with your natural awakened view, and also conflict is purified with your commitment to see things as they are, to take refuge in that seed of awakened mind, and to, to study how do I train my mind, how do I bring my body-mind to the place of its natural harmony? So that is a first commitment. And then how may I benefit others who also experience suffering? No need to wait until you are perfect. Right now, as you unravel the threads of the uh, mind's projections, you may see those threads as ultimately pure, inseparable from the primordial wisdom nature. So in terms of purifying exercises, we know of yoga, we understand the importance of certain breathing exercises and stretching, that begins to reveal where the information that wants to be reintegrated is hidden. And within each of us are myriad books, stories that we've told ourselves and stories to tell and share. And so these uh, untold stories, in a sense, uh, may become like a roughness in the energy pathways of the body, uh, thus causing uh, almost habitual response to certain uh, stimulus. So you may think that of somebody shouting that, oh, they're very angry, they're dangerous, could be they're very happy and uh, overjoyed, uh, what you can notice from your response is, oh, inside me, I have um, this seed of fear 
let the seed of fear be replaced by courage. And so the analysis of the reason for the person shouting by observing without reacting, ah, they are excited about something, not angry or causing harm to me. So that is where one analyzes one's own reaction response to a situation and sees that it is uh, has no base and is not food to support uh, one's uh, fear condition or conditioning. Um, so how other people behave, that is uh, their prerogative, how we respond, that is what we are in charge of. Each of us has the capacity to observe the displays of the world and to see it as that, like clouds moving across the sky. So when we think, oh, my my husband, my children, my my boss, they are making me angry. Um, no, they are not making me angry. It is my mind, my response that is angry. And so to bring our attention and to be uh, mindful of our own responses is a step towards that liberation from conditioned view. And also, it is a step towards, uh, with meditation and mantra, smoothing out the pathways within the body so that what the uh, tendencies of behavior ultimately reveal their transparency. How to understand the benefits of lucid awareness? Well, all form, all appearances have arisen from the vast potential of the universe and the stardust itself resonates as dancing atoms within each of us. So it is not uh, far away. It is revealed by looking within. And so one very simple exercise is to sit uh, straight, tongue at the roof of the mouth, and to breathe very deeply through the nose, expanding the lower belly completely, and then exhaling completely, squeezing the air out, and to do this nine times, and to just observe your mind-body awareness as one practices this circle breath. We are connected 
with the wisdom field and the potential of this field has given rise to myriad galaxies, myriad realms. And as such, there are continually arising within each of us opportunities to recognize our wisdom state. So, revealing the healthy harmonies within this collection of energy that we call self, we also consider all those beings that have uh, made it possible for this appearance of self to exist. Because the self, it doesn't exist. There is born of uh, other beings, myriad parents, and also the idea of self when we examine who am I, uh, someone in the moment doing this or that, uh, and if not doing this or that, does that mind cease to exist? Uh, as we peer away what we think we are, we come more close to the awareness that we are inseparable from the natural wisdom state. So the benefits of exploring and revealing the seed of awakened mind within ourselves are first less suffering because we understand, oh, this action can bring this result. This action can bring another. So it is clear that if I speak to others with anger and hatred, they will respond in kind. When I speak to others with a voice of uh, invitation and acknowledging uh, them as uh, human beings walking the path, ah, then there is uh, more ease. Also, there is less of uh, the action that gives rise to harm in our own body-mind. So when we think of uh, Gampapa's uh, four pithas of pacify, pacify the conflict, and I add the conflict that arises from believing in I am separate from or they are less than or more than, to purify the constructed views to purify one's reactive states by replacing those uh, attitudes of harm causing. So generosity, compassion, those are ways of pacifying and purifying our own mental stream. So for example, 
there's someone you work with, you don't like them. Uh, well, usually if you don't like someone, they are reflecting something about yourself that you don't care to see. So look at one's own heart and consider the ways in which uh, they are necessary, you are working together, can uh, create a um, path of communication and uh, mutual respect, uh, cooperation to get something done. And so there is less um, of a storm within you and less cause for more dissonance because you have made the choice to recognize that like or dislike is an expression of one's um, own heart. And also, what we don't like is can be a gateway to uh, understanding more about who we think we are. Say, so-and-so, uh, when they speak, they quote many books. Why don't they talk from the heart? Well, maybe so-and-so, in quoting many books, is giving you an opportunity to to look for yourself, and so-and-so is honoring your wisdom by saying, hey, take a look at these things and test it for yourself. Energize. What is there? to energize. It is to energize our commitment to sweep the dust from the clear mirror of our mind, uh, the dust of confusion. It takes, a, just as we sweep our homes and keep our homes clear, also it is to sweep from our minds the uh, projections and belief systems that are not supportive of our wisdom and our skill to grow as human beings. Because uh, it is said that having the gift of the human body is um, a most wondrous gift and that one does not attain enlightenment without a human body. Or another way, uh, we have heard in the Judeo-Christian teachings that human beings were the most beloved of God. So having this gift of the human body, it is wise not to waste any time or to think that uh, there is something that is missing from it because within each of our body-minds, whatever condition, situation we are living in, that wisdom energy is the sound wave, the air, that has given rise to our being here. So we also apply the energy of doing. What do we do? 
we do what causes no harm, we do an analysis of our belief, and most importantly, we practice kindness and generosity, and we meditate. Yes, I know so many people are busy, and 20 minutes sitting, watching the sky, giving thanks that you have the the gift of the human body, uh, this is the way we actualize that wisdom potential within. So to cultivate lucid awareness, it is meditation, 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 practicing kindness, generosity, seeing the wisdom potential in every being. How do you recognize that heaven and earth meet within our hearts? Well, think about the the full moon and how uh, people's blood pressure sometimes goes higher, the emotions become more intense, just as the tide comes in with greater height, we can see that there is a connection with the moon and the earth and the water within our own body and the emotions of the human family. Then consider that there is a pulse beat of the earth known as the human resonance frequency. And this pulse beat Also, when we are in a state of equilibrium, it is uh, resonating through the movement of the cranial sacral fluid in our own bodies. So vast energies are moving through each of us. What we call the central pathway or the beauty road, it is uh, the seed It is the wisdom, it is the expression of clear light potential, and we ourselves are not separate from it. And through the formation of our bodies, we have the chance to explore the vast fields of forms arising. To communicate with our solar system and our galactic system is to observe our own heart nature, to, during periods of meditation, consider that our pulse beat is also in resonance with the pulse beat of the earth, and that the cascading waves of grace that come from the sun, they create a dynamic dance upon our skin, energizing our body's ability to have strong bones and healthy skin. So right now, wherever we are, the song is being 
serenaded to us. And it is for us to to listen. Does it mean to listen passively? It means to listen observantly, to make time each day to observe the dynamic dance of the universe that goes on within us. To observe the celestial harmonies, you can explore singing out your prayers. I know this is a group of many backgrounds, so what is your prayer form? To sing aloud your prayer and to dedicate those prayers for the benefit of all beings. Then you sense the celestial harmonies echoed in the wind, in the sounds that move even in your home. Then the next section is how do symbols uh, represent what is uh, beyond verbalization? The significance of the duodecahedron within the duodecahedron is a reminder that heaven and earth, nirvana and samsara, are happening right now, all times, all appearances, within the heart of each one. And through the spiraling energies of the Taurus ring or the magnetic field of the heart, we are in touch with this wondrous field, this this joyful energy of forms arising. And so the uh, the joining of mother and father the ascending and descending energies within is often symbolized by a pearl. A pearl actually is the result of irritation. And so let each one recognize the pearl of wisdom that comes from uh, the experiences of life. So I salute the wisdom in each of you and trust that it shall flourish and grow. And for those who want to uh, know a bit more uh, about the text I quoted from, Tibetan Buddhist Medicine and Psychiatry, The the Diamond Healing, translated by Terry Guilford, The Aquarian Press, Walling, Borough, Northamptonshire, England. And let's see if it has a year. And it's from first published in 1984. So this concludes the talk, and now let us have a conversation. Thank you, Venerable. And uh, we're opening it up to questions. 
star to raise your hand on the phone if you have a question. If you're on, I can type a question in the box there. And uh, we'll come to questions. Honorable, I would like to ask you I'm getting some uh, amazing electronic uh, <laughs> electronic sounds. Resentment and the blocks to pristine awareness that you spoke uh, caused so much. Although I cannot hear your question clearly due to the electronic dynamic dance, I will just say a bit about some of the blocks. Um, natural functioning of the mind depends on balance of pranic currents. Mind not only has the light fluctuating nature of wind, Consciousness depends on the wind to successfully ascertain its object of awareness. So when the inner wind is uh, erratic, uh, either from uh, pre-earlier causes or excitement in the moment, then the mind cannot clearly see. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, the vagaries of uh, Skype in my hotel here in England. I uh, was asking the question since the the blocks to pristine awareness, the resentment and all the many things that you spoke of, uh, they so clearly cause our suffering and then we look outside of ourselves <clears throat> for the solution <clears throat> rather than look within. So you're guiding us to look within. One question that comes up for many people is, well, how did this start in the first place? Yes, this is a good question. How did it begin that we forgot that we are awakened beings? Uh, with self-attachment, liking, disliking, grasping, pushing away, fear or doubt. Like thus, these emotions, they cover the fields of clear awareness, yet do not... uh, intermingle nor destroy that clear awareness. It is like someone has a blindfold upon their eyes. Um, And it takes a a commitment to unravel uh, those um, acquired beliefs, some of which uh, come 
from uh, wishing to preserve oneself, not knowing uh, that uh, oneself is part of a field of incredible abundance and joy. And, and then what what is the purpose of our forgetting? Is there some value to going through this whole experience? Yes. Uh, the value is that we see the creative power of the of mind and uh, the opportunity of dreaming and the ability to see intermingled even in the foolishness uh, there is wisdom and joy so um You can hear the sounds of people crying, and you can hear the sounds of people laughing. Yes. So why do we make this exploration? Mm-hmm. Because we can. <laughs> Is it kind of like, why do we go to horror movies? People go to horror movies because of the adrenaline rush that they think is uh, uh, exciting from fear. And in a sense, those adrenaline rushes are uh, artificial stimulation when uh, you can watch the dynamic movement of the clouds or even the dynamic expression of sound or your unraveling a mathematical equation uh, reveals uh, an excitement that is less deleterious to the body-mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have someone who has written in here, uh, Allison writes, Venerable, it is an honor to listen and be with you. You speak about the elements. Can you please take a moment to share how we can work with the elements? How do we recognize elements working in our bodies? Thank you. Yes. Um, consider the the warmth of love the heart's um, ease when feeding love, and then the the heat, the fire of anger. That's an example of the elements and their expression uh, through our emotions, body, and mind. The fire may build, certainly the heart's wisdom reveals, and the wind of our thinking also gives rise 
to possibilities and then becomes action and thus uh, results arise. So when we think in terms of uh, healing, we can think of wind, fire, earth, space, water. And these also are, uh, through uh, different types of medicine, expressed as pulses within our bodies. And so uh, when there is, uh, for prolonged uh, depression, then it affects uh, the kidneys. Um, when there is prolonged anger, it affects the heart. That's on the physiological uh, frame of expression. And in terms of our uh, light bodies, our emotional bodies, uh, these elements and the emotions associated with them also become, when expressed through action, causes and uh, as such uh, have responses. So when you held anger towards someone for a long time, it injures your own body-mind. Um, so we come again to uh, thinking about, well, what is karma? Uh, in a very simple way, um, how we project our thought or our interpretation of another's behavior, it has an almost uh, instant and then cumulative effect in terms of one's own physiological health. So to tame our own responses and to see them as basically, oh, this is... Uh, moving like the clouds across the sky. These emotions, this moment is not all that is. It is not who or what I am. It is uh, a display of energies. And so the taming of those energies, uh, it, it comes with the effort and the commitment. I want to wake up. I wish to be free from suffering. And uh, is that enough? Uh, it gets you started by examining the causes of suffering in one's own life and then making uh, correction, applying remedies. Then, uh, as one begins applying the remedies, we understand, oh, it is not just myself alone. I am in dynamic relationship with others. So also, let me skillfully find uh, the methods 
that my friends, myself, others, we can uh, not cause harm to each other. So the emotions, like ripples in a pond, they um, go on and on until they reach the shore and internally have an impact on the flow of energy within our own bodies and uh, can be causes for forgetfulness of our uh, awakened potential or revealers of our awakened potential. Is clear? Yes. Thank you so much. I'm going to remind everyone, star two, to raise your hand. And like Allison, you can type in a question. And uh, since no one has raised their... Oh, there we go. Anne has a question. Go ahead, Anne. Hi, Jennifer and Venerable. It's Anne. Um, I'm I'm asking about um, the energy of our time. You talked about how our heartbeats are in sync with the heart of the planet. As the planet is vibrating more quickly, I'm assuming our heartbeats are going faster and we're being affected by, and this is my understanding and I'd like clarification of it. You know, in December, we reached the center of this what I see is this cone of energy that's coming from the black hole that you talk about. And that now we are swinging um, from that center. But how many years will it take us to come out of that um, cone of energy and what can we expect in terms of our development? And one more part to my question. I came on a little bit late, but you were talking about Vajra awareness. And I'm really interested in understanding that better, too. Okay. Well, that is a, a long discussion. I will, okay. I will begin with the simple uh, answers. So our movement across the galaxy, uh, or our galaxy's movement, uh, and our being in the dark rift, uh, I think it is 144 years, the total um, time where we're in alignment with that dark rift. Mm -hmm. And the impact is that uh, there are higher energies that are touching uh, not only our planet, our solar system, also the very um, atoms of our makeup and the subatomic particles that have given rise to all these forms. In terms of the human mind, it is illuminating the recesses of uh, individual and group consciousness, revealing like a a strict teacher would reveal, 
those thought forms that are not uh, congruent with the reality of the time. So we see many things shaking. Um, we see systems all around shaking because uh, many of the systems uh, separated from the ideal of uh, cooperation awakened beings working together. So whatever we may call ourselves, there are spiritual uh, ideals of, of right action. And uh, all throughout this solar system, we are being reminded of right action. Then on a subtle level, it means that the very uh, angle of the the spin, like the Earth in her her movement around the sun, there are certain points where uh, she wobbles, and uh, it is also happening within us. So the belief structures that have held us together are proving to be empty, and so. For some, it is disconcerting. For others, it is revealing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Great question. And Anne, will you uh, lead us in the long life prayer at the end? Of course. Oh, thank you so much. All right. I'm going to mute you out. And uh, feel free to raise your hand if you have a, another question, Anne. Uh, star 2, you can raise your hand if you're listening online. Uh, you can also type in a question. Uh, just for Skype users, uh, I know I'm not the only Skype user, you can also press star 2 on the Skype keypad to raise your hand. And uh, I'm, I'm going to take, uh, since no one has raised their hand right now, Venerable, uh, I went to a lecture on uh, the weekend here in England, and there was uh, someone mentioned the perpetual choirs here. Do you know anything about that? No. You, you, it's well. Briefly, for many years here in England, they had in different counties uh, perpetual choirs singing in particular churches twenty-four-seven. Good. It's, Yes, and they had thousands of members for the church the church choir so they could have a hundred people singing in each choir at all times. And uh they measured the difference that it made in the harmony in the whole area. Yes. And uh I thought of your 
talking about resonance coupling, and then there was another man who measured the uh, width of the ley lines uh, and, uh, all over, well, in certain areas, the, the width of these lines, and that on Sundays they would dramatically increase. And what they realized was that the churches were on the lines and that that's what they believed caused the huge expansion of the ley line. It is true. When people join together with good heart and the willingness to uh, to share, and especially when uh, chanting, singing, uh, doing uh, good deeds, it does resonate through the environment. We know, like meditators, moving into a crime-filled neighborhood, the neighborhood begins to change. Human beings are amazing. When we put our hearts and minds to accomplishing good deeds, it is happening. And I remember last year there was a question uh, about the value of being in group practice versus individual practice. And I wonder if you could speak to that, particularly as regards the time that we're in. Certainly ceremonies together, people uh, who are especially singing, chanting aloud, um, has a very beneficial uh, effect upon those who participate and the environment. And also people who choose a particular time, although they are in separate places, and choose a time to meditate or to send forth ways of appreciation. Uh, this has incredible benefit Thank you. All right, star two to raise your hand if you have a question. When you were talking earlier about the blocks to lucid awareness, I noticed one of the first ones you said was resentment. And I wondered if you could speak a bit more about that. Yes. Um Often people feel they, and and people have been, mistreated and harmed. And uh, to uh, hold on to those feelings um, actually keeps one locked in the cycle of strife. Um, so one can resent not being appreciated for what uh, the, the work, the good deeds they do. And uh, the resentment itself is like a damper on the fire light of accomplishment. Um, so uh, how to change one's feeling? Um, uh, first, you run to, as you are able, to be in a place, in a situation where there is mutual respect. 
and when that's not possible to to do as your uh, wisdom potential um, is able as manifesting because everyone's able to live without resentment uh, first you imagine it uh, then it is happening you think of the ideal way you choose to be in relationship with others and um, contemplate those moments and those situations where uh, there is clarity in uh, relationship and communication. Thank you. Star two to raise your hand. Another thing that uh, I've definitely noticed in people I'd love to get your comments on is that the more that they forgive themselves, the more loving people are to them. Oh, yes. Because how we are thinking and feeling, it just, it, it it precedes us. It gets there before we do. And so uh, if we are going to meet someone with a feeling of uh, displeasure with our behavior, our ability, or this or that, um, then others will concur. So good to recall that, oh, I have this gift of the human body, and I am an explorer in the fields of vast potential. And as I explore, I meet those who are also seeking the shore that is free from illusion and suffering. Thank you. And Anne is raising her hand again here. Wonderful. I just have all these these energy questions. Uh So So we're expecting a lot more solar flare activity. How do we align ourselves in such a way when that kind of activity is coming to Earth that we benefit from it, that we benefit others, that we channel it in a productive way um, so that we can be receiving these waves of energy in a way that doesn't destabilize us so that we can be a point of stability for others. Yes, well, it it is helpful to have some um, stabilizing uh, devices like your shrine. And when you think about a stupa, a stupa mm-hmm. is a capacitator for transforming energy. So in terms of uh, physical form and stabilizing the field in one's area, even a small stupor on a shrine is helpful. Also, for those who work with crystals, to place the crystals in the family home um, 
on the first floor one in each corner of the house so that uh, and facing uh, magnetic north so that as these energies are increasing the uh, stability potential is more finely revealed uh, in a sense you're creating a, a radio your home your body mind is the radio that uh, is receiving the cascading waves of grace of the solar flares and rather than uh, resisting them to uh, align oneself with them even with the shifting of magnetic north thank you so that's a, a physical solution uh, and the the wisdom solution is to uh, do one's practice particularly the mantras that one uh, has been instructed to do uh, such mantras uh, when repeated with a, a full mindfulness uh, they are harmonizing and uh, what could have been disturbing uh, becomes a, a revealing magnificent harmonic song uh, here in Vermont when there are uh, soda flares we get um, auroras and you can actually hear it. It sounds like huge pipe organs. And the aeolian uh, pipes, you can, that's what the solar flares sound like in their intensity. Wow. Good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Star two to raise your hand if you have a question. We have James raising his hand here. Go ahead, James. Hi, Venerable. Good evening, James. You spoke of uh, pacifying conflict, and um, I'm kind of a little bit curious. <clears throat> I once thought a little differently about this, but I'm seeming to have more clarity, or, or at least think I have more clarity. Um, so pacifying conflict and attitudes of an energetic of anger that are out there. Um, I once thought it was best on scenarios to step aside or perhaps walk away. And uh, what seems more clear now is that that potentially was out of fear and added fuel to those types of emotions of anger or you know, aggression from others in some sense. So it seems clear that now it's potentially the possibility of pacifying that conflict with right action of standing firmly with two feet on the ground with an open heart uh, and sending love and compassion for whatever is creating that anger. Um, is that, I mean, the way that you view kind of that piece or is it different? Uh, uh, there are variations. When I meet uh, situations where uh, 
the concept of transformation is challenging to another or may even be considered or taken as an affront, then I, I change the sound of the language to the place they can understand. So they have nothing to defend, nor do I. Just the recognition of where we've been and the potential of where we can go. So in terms of energy, um, when someone is coming aggressively, uh, turning aside just a bit so it's not full on, I'm uh, almost like shoulder to that person uh, rather than face to face. And I visualize that we are surrounded in rose light and uh, by not reacting to that person's projection, then the anger has no uh, food. It, it is a, a skill. So, like, you notice when people can hear you and when they're not hearing you. And so there is nothing to prove. It is to be present. So, um, for example, uh, today I saw someone who was um, sort of honed in on me and was looking at me like, who are you, what are you? And uh, he felt energy from me. He couldn't tell if I was a danger or what. And as I came closer to him, his truck was in front of my car, as I came closer to him, I noticed two people in the car next to mine, and I said hello to them. And his energy changed, the man who was observing me, and then I saw on the back of his truck, Wounded Warriors Project, so I understood exactly where he was observing from. And I think my talking to the uh, young man in the car next to me explained to him where I was coming from. So it is not always straight on that we respond to people's um, questioning, apprehension. It, like he was looking at me like I was dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, sometimes grandmothers are because they remind you that you are really a whole lot deeper than you thought you were. Um, so that's an example of transforming. I, I think it also responds to your questions, Anne. 
She's muted out right now. But. Okay, so so basically, there is no argument, and each person's view is their view, and understand that um, sometimes your view may be a mirror of another person's potential, which may be a bit shaking for them, and so just quietly acknowledge their wisdom potential. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, it goes by so quickly. We are at time here, and uh, no one has raised their hand or has another question. So, shall I have Anne do the long life prayer now? We've come to conclusion. I wish to thank everyone who is on the line for uh, sharing time with me. And I I sense your wisdom potential is indeed flourishing. And I trust in the ever more skillful methods arising that each of us may recall our wisdom nature and invite others to see that they are wise beings. Wado. Wado, thank you so much, Venerable. And emanation of rainbow light, Dharma wisdom, three fires bright, guide upon the beauty road, calling all to see, crystal reflection, boundless compassion, caller of four winds, wise grandparents, seven sisters, may your mission be accomplished, may we assist you in the light. May you receive many blessings and have a long, good life. We thank you, Dahani Oahu, gift to the people, great mystery. Great lady of the Buddha families, who holds the secret Vajrayana in the lotus grove of the teachings of the practice lineage. You are the glory of the Buddha's teachings and of sentient beings, blessed of the Vajradakini. May your life, Dahani Oahu, ever remain firm and long. May all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness, and may they not ever be separated from joy. Thanks, Jennifer, for making this opportunity. My pleasure. I'm so grateful. Thank you for a wonderful class, Venerable. See each of you in the light. Thank you.